Welcome to the Mission Driven Mom podcast. This podcast is for moms just like you who want to learn how to glorify God through finding and embracing true principles, discovering and developing your greatest gifts, and using them to serve your family and community. Welcome back to the Mission Driven Mom podcast. So glad you've decided to join me today. I'm Audrey Rinlisbacher, author of The Mission Driven Life and founder of The Mission Driven Mom. We still have our sale going until the end of May on the MDM celebration event in Provo, Utah this fall, September 12th. Mothers of Vision is the theme and we'd love to see you there. You can opt for just the event, the event and the recordings or the event, the recordings and mentoring afterward to help make your vision become a reality. So you can decide how you'd like to engage with us there and you'll get 30% off any level that you purchase. Today, I just want to spend a few minutes on a topic that's kind of become more and more prevalent, something that I keep hearing a lot about and have had increasing concern about. I had a, I think I've shared this story before, but I was at a women's event. We had a class. There was um, a teacher in the front. She handed roses out to women in the, in the group. These were friends. These were neighbors that were all around me. And she handed out roses randomly to women in the, in the group and asked them to come up to the front, put the rose in the vase, and tell everyone something good about themselves. And the result was just absolutely heartbreaking and quite shocking because woman after woman went up to the front and couldn't say anything good about herself. And whether or not she wouldn't or couldn't, either way, I just thought it was such a tragedy. And I started to kind of see the, the level of deep lack of confidence that a lot of women are experiencing, a lot of moms, good women, you know, God-fearing women who love their families and who are trying their best and they just have this deep sense of, of not measuring up that there's some kind of standard out there that they're never gonna be able to reach, that there's something wrong really deeply with them that they can't satisfactorily complete the tasks of life. Like, I don't know if it's, they think that they don't measure up by God's standard or their spouses or their own, um, whatever that is, it is just a tragedy to see what's happening. You know, I keep hearing about these conferences and speeches and all this kind of thing around this idea of you are enough, you are enough, and having to continue to affirm women and mothers that they're enough. And I just think, what is happening here? What is lacking that so many women would so deeply struggle with their own confidence? In fact, I've had you know, of course, I have women reach out to me regularly. This is just a couple women, just as a snippet of what they shared with me recently in uh, messages and emails that they sent me about their own struggle with their confidence. One said, I'm struggling. I'm not sure how to overcome it. I know that I need to work to change myself, but I have mass amounts of thoughts that hold me back. I know I need to control these, but as I try to walk through the steps, it never clicks and my old way of thinking always returns. Another one said, where do I start if I'm at zero? 
Last week you asked us to write down things we liked about ourselves and I went blank. I thought about it for a couple days and still came up empty. All the things I've been saying about myself lately are negative ones and I've struggled getting away from them. They are very loud. That is just absolutely heartbreaking to me. And I know that there have been times in my life when I've struggled um, with confidence and, and had problems, but this is a very deep level of insecurity and not measuring up and never being good enough. And I want it, I want it try to alleviate some of that stress today, alleviate some of that and, and talk about a couple tools that may help you, I hope will help you, if this is a struggle of yours to begin to work on your own confidence and make strides in a positive way. The first thing I want you to do is think about times when you did feel confident. It was probably a time, most likely, when you were doing something that you knew how to do and you knew how to do it well and you knew that you knew how to do it well, okay? And that gave you confidence. So in that moment that you're doing this thing that you know that you know how to do well, you didn't struggle with negative thoughts. You didn't think nobody's going to like how this turns out. You didn't um, struggle to stay optimistic and to watch over every negative thought that was entering your mind. And even if you, quote, failed, like let's say you burned the chicken or let's say you went off pitch when you were singing. If this is something that you've done over and over again and you have real confidence around it, that just, that didn't throw you for a loop, right? Like you didn't go over the edge because, oh no, I went off pitch that one time and so my life is over. This is a key. This is something really important because what I did when I wanted to understand confidence better is what I always do. <laughs> and those who went to the event last year know, we do a word study. So I went straight to the new and older dictionary and I looked up confidence and I'm telling you, I went in with no agenda. Like I wasn't looking for something, but what I found absolutely shocked me because I wouldn't have guessed, although maybe I would have, <laughs> if I would have thought about it more, that two words kept coming up over and over and over again in these definitions. And they are trust and truth. Can you believe that? Let me give you some examples. These are some of the quotes from these from these dictionaries, firm trust, feeling certain about the truth of something, trust in one's own abilities, assurance of mind in the integrity of another or in truth, uh, an assurance of the mind in the stability or veracity of another or the truth of a reality or of a fact. Okay, so just a side note, I wanted to make sure I understood what veracity was, which I didn't quite, it's not really used. I mean, I, really, I only ever hear the word veracity used much today in, in a different form in the word voracious, which usually means, you know, almost like ravenous, like doing it fast, doing a lot of it. That's not what veracity means. Veracity means habitual observance of truth, invariable expression of truth. So even in the word veracity, truth came up again, which is absolutely fascinating to me. And so um, then I looked up the words truth and trust. Truth is conformity to fact or reality, exact accordance with that which is or has been 
or shall be, and conformity of words to thoughts, which is called moral truth, honesty, and virtue. Trust is a reliance or resting of the mind on the integrity, veracity, that word came up again, justice, friendship, or other sound principle of someone. And of course, we talk all the time about principles here. And then we know that the principle is the cause or origin of anything, a general truth, a law comprehending many subordinate truths. So confidence is built when we trust the truth. Isn't that fascinating? <laughs> I don't know if you find that fascinating, but I just found that so fascinating. I never could have guessed at it. So it is a lack of knowledge of truth and or an inability to trust the truth that is causing a lack of confidence. It kind of reminds me of how, um, and I think I did a podcast on this. I know I did Facebook Live on it. When I talked about seven principles of homeschooling. And the reason that that one comes to mind is because I met with a lot of people that homeschooled because I've been a homeschooler and, and I'm still doing that. And um, it's amazing how much they struggle with their confidence in homeschooling. And so what I would always tell them is, look, here's seven key principles. Judge your homeschooling by these principles. If you're living these principles, then be done worrying. Be confident. Principles always work. They take time to work, but they always bear fruit. So if you're living in line with these principles, stop worrying and be confident. Trust the principles. Trust the truth. And it's so fascinating looking back now to see that I was helping build confidence by really kind of maybe intuitively knowing this is kind of how it worked. So of course we know here, we talk about, you know, there's kind of two kinds of truth. There's the truth that's like, you know, the differences between the sexes or the differences between people or the differences in circumstances. But the immutable truths, those natural laws, are the truth that we are talking about in terms of confidence. We've got to know the truth and we've got to trust the truth. Of course, our family mission statement, which I've talked about a lot, uh, comes from the book of John when Jesus says, and he says this to the believers. That's another thing that's fascinating is that um, <laughs> you already believe in God. You know that he has laws. So now your job is to continue in his word, to keep finding truth. And then he promises you'll know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Okay. So that's what we want. We want the truth to make us free. And um, the truth brings and builds confidence. In fact, I was shocked. If you'll go look in the Bible, and I'm sure this is true of other scripture um, from other world religions, confidence or a word like confidence is in there actually quite often. And there's a very key distinction that's made in all these verses of scripture. When it talks about confidence, it always talks about there's only two things to be confident in. You're confident in God or you're confident in man. And so that you have to look at what's your center. Is your center God? Because if it is, then you will have greater confidence. Now, you might be thinking, okay, but I believe in God and I believe in natural laws and truths and principles and I'm 
trying to live these doctrines that I've been taught or I go to church and I, you know, try to live, you know, according to some of those truths. But I still don't feel confident. So why is that? What's wrong? Now, there's a couple, there's a couple things to think about here. One is, are you lacking confidence because even though you go to church, even though you read scripture, even though you pray, you don't actually live the doctrines you think you're living. For example, it often happens among very good church-going people that they harbor resentment and they don't forgive. Or they don't come clean on mistakes that they've made. Or they don't actually understand what faith is and so they don't actually live the principles of faith. They don't actually understand that doctrine well enough. They think that it's just believing. So this is where digging in and learning and really understanding those doctrines and principles is so key. I used to think I understood faith until I undertook an intensive study on it. And I understand some of the principles of faith now. They're critical to me even being able to exercise faith at all. So we can't have a surface understanding. We have to really understand what it is that we say we believe and really understand how to live it. And the other thing that happens is that we also don't live. So for example, um, you know, faith means that we have confidence in God, that things will work out as we obey him. But then we say and think really unfaithful thoughts and say unfaithful words like we just don't know if it'll work out or I don't have any control over that or I hope this or I hope that we don't really actually put our our thoughts and our words in line with those desires with those things that we say we want so we can learn to live the doctrines and the principles better the other thing that sometimes happens is we have confidence that God loves us and that he'll answer prayers and things like that, but we don't have confidence in certain areas of our lives. So I'll give you an example. Twice in my life, in my married life, we have been given or earned a large sum of money all at once. Um, and actually the first time it was an even larger sum of money. What's fascinating about this, as I look back, is that the first time we were given this large sum of money, I probably would have told you that I understood some financial principles. I had always paid off debt quickly. I was tried to be careful about debt. I tried to, you know, manage my money and not spend outrageously. I tried to be frugal, but I did not really understand financial principles and I did not have confidence with large amounts of money. I had grown up poor, I had never had much, and I look back now and it's so easy to spot all the things that I did wrong and all the things that I would do different now. I, I pushed the money away from me, I kept telling my husband, you deal with it, you deal with it. I just, I didn't even try to manage it correctly because I didn't have any confidence. I didn't trust and I didn't have the truth. I didn't trust the truth because I didn't know it. And we lost it within a year. In fact, we were worse off financially a year later. So all those people that, you know, think that if you win the lottery or you get the perfect spouse, 
that things will just work out, it is not true. If you are not the kind of person that knows how to receive that and keep it through honoring it by living true principles, you won't have it. And so uh, you won't be able to keep it. Even if you get it, you won't actually receive it into your life. The second time that we got a large amount of money, we did all the things I should have done the first time. I had complete confidence. I knew what we needed to do. I knew what I wanted to do. I understood. I had read a lot more. I had studied a lot more. I practiced a lot more. And I was prayerful and I was careful, but I returned to those authorities and I lived those principles and I trusted the truth that I had come to find. And even though there were things about it, it was still, you know, kind of scary and maybe a little bit worrisome. My confidence was night and day different. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because often when we lack confidence in a certain area of our lives, we will actually make the situation worse because we behave wrongly around it because we don't have confidence. And so just like I did the first time with this large amount of money, I just behaved all the wrong way. And so I just lost what I had received. So of course we know that in the MDM Academy, it's all about finding principles. In fact, that's what we do in the Facebook group. That's what I talk about on the podcast. So we're trying, striving to be more principle-centered, trying to be women of, of truth and, and learn that truth and live that truth. So let's talk for a few minutes about trust. I don't have time to go into a lot of details about a lot of steps on how to rebuild all the trust, but I can teach you some things that we learned years ago uh, when my husband was working with couples. We did some extended research on trust and looked through a lot of books and, and authorities and all that kind of thing. And I, it was interest. It was very interesting to learn about trust because we were trying to help couples learn how to rebuild trust with each other. But one of the most important things we learned is that trust begins with ourselves. It's very, very difficult for us to have deep trust in another person until we really trust ourselves. And this kind of goes back, I mean, this goes back to many, you know, good books, you know, Covey talks about interdependence. We can't be interdependent until we're independent. And that independence is how we're treating ourselves, how we're caring for ourselves. So this is what we're doing here at the Mission Driven Mom. So, um, what came out of this research was three elements of trust, the three components of trust that I'm going to teach you right now um, so that you can start to rebuild trust with yourself. And as you understand how to do that, it will help you rebuild trust in your other relationships. And then your confidence will grow in your ability to have a better relationship with yourself and with others and of course, to have confidence in many areas of life and live those principles in, in different areas of your life. So there's three components of trust. Trust is simply who we are, what we know, and how we treat others, the quality of the relationship, how we're treating ourselves, and how we're treating other people. And I'm gonna give you some questions and I will, we'll put these in the podcast notes. So if you want these questions to, to ponder later on, you can go to the missiondrivenmom.com and grab the podcast notes and we'll make sure these questions are there for you. And I'm just going to take you through some of these questions that will help you understand how trust is built. The first one is, 
who you are. And this is essentially your personal integrity. So here are some questions that will help you evaluate your personal integrity. Do I have personal integrity and follow through on the commitments I make to myself? Is my heart really in the right place? Do I have the right intentions? And is my character what it ought to be? The great thing about these questions is they're empowering questions and they can take you on a journey to do something about it right now. One of the things that became clear, confidence is about what you're thinking and what you're doing, okay? They're intertwined. The truth is what you're thinking. We discover the truth really through thought and study and mental effort, okay? But we build trust only through actions. You don't really care what somebody else is thinking or what they, quote, intended to do. You care about what they do. And it's the same with you. You're not going to trust yourself unless you actually act, unless you do something about it. And so you can only build confidence by learning truth and by acting on it. There's a lot of people who, and I've come in contact with moms who float around, they go from course to course to course, or expert to expert to expert, or book to book to book, always, it's kind of like Isaiah said, always searching and never coming to a knowledge of the truth. Because they will find, they can delineate, I mean, they can articulate these beautiful, gorgeous principles, but they don't actually have fruits in their lives. They don't actually feel really good about themselves. They aren't actually having real influence on themselves and on their families and in their communities because they don't actually live according to the truth that they know. And that's not what we want to do. You're not really going to be confident and you're going to keep going from book to book to book until you dig deep and you really get honest about your relationship with yourself. And if you're struggling in your relationship with yourself, then you should engage in self-care and self-management and self-discovery, just like we do in the Academy. And the Mission Driven Life book, you know, delineates those principles and tells some stories of the Ten Boom family, and you can get started on that. But you really have to act. You have to have integrity by making commitments to yourself that you keep. And these can be tiny. These can be, I'm going to get up three minutes earlier tomorrow than I got up this morning. I'm just going to tell one person I'm sorry this week. I'm going to say thank you the next time someone compliments me. You're just going to take tiny baby step actions that create trust with yourself and build your personal integrity. The next one is what you know. And this is where that thought process comes in, but you have to practice it. So you can go learn the truth, but you have to act on it. And there are most skills cannot be learned without practice. So who cares if you fail the first time you try? You're just going to keep practicing. Failure is just that you gave up. It isn't that you tried. And so you're going to ask yourself some questions and you're going to be really honest with yourself. And we're going to, we're going to dive a little deeper into this in the uh, MDM celebration this fall because it's really, really important that you are honest with yourself about the skills that you do or do not have. Do I truly have the skills to accomplish my goals and commitments? Do I really know how to do this job properly? Do I need to gain more knowledge or practice my skill set? So if you're certain that you know the truth, if you're certain you know the principle that you need to live, maybe you don't know the right way to do it. Maybe you understand a few financial principles, but you really haven't actually practiced and you need to start practicing. Or you know you need to save, but you aren't sure the best way to do it. 
And so you need to, to learn more. And you know, we need to just extend some grace to ourselves and recognize the efforts that we're making and how valuable those efforts are. The effort is what strengthens the muscle, not arriving. So you'll want to practice your skills and make sure you know, this, this, this is the same in relationships. You might know someone who's really, in fact, I know someone right now that I'm thinking of that I love and I know they have lots of personal integrity, but they don't have certain skills I need them to have. And so I don't trust them in, in a specific area. That doesn't mean that I don't trust them as a person. I don't think they're a good person. And we can be careful in our relationships and we can affirm, we can say, look, you have a lot of personal integrity. I trust you in all these different areas. We can do this with ourselves. These are the ways that I trust myself. And then you, but I want to build trust in this certain area. So how can I build more personal integrity? How can I make small commitments around the principle? And how can I practice my skill set and get better? At, I don't know how to do this. So I'm just going to be honest about the fact that I don't know how to do this. And it is worth my time to learn it or it's not, etc. The last one is the quality of the relationship. We're not going to be able to live truth. And we're not going to be able to trust the truth if our relationship with ourselves is awful or if our relationship with someone else is awful. And again, this is something that we control. This is so awesome because Stephen R. Uh, Covey, Stephen Covey's son wrote a book called The Speed of Trust. And he said, trust is something you can do something about and probably much faster than you think. Trust can be rebuilt if we know how, if we have these three tools. And if we know we're building on a solid foundation of principles and first principles, then we know we'll eventually have the fruit. So we can be patient through the practicing period. We can be patient because we recognize that if we're gonna build a tree, if we're gonna grow from a seed, it's going to take time. So this last one about the quality of the relationship, we can ask ourselves some questions. Do I talk well to myself and about myself the way I would like someone else to talk to me and about me? You know, you're a daughter of God just as much as anyone else, and you deserve to be spoken well of. You deserve to treat yourself and talk to yourself with respect and value and love and grace and patience. The way you would want someone else to talk about you and talk to you. Okay? So... One of the reasons this can be tough for people that, oh, I can't do that because I don't think it's true. I could say I'm beautiful, but I don't really believe it. Start with things you do believe. Start with things you do know to be true. And then grow as a person. How am I treating others? Do I show respect? Do I listen? Do I take their input and involve them in decisions? Are we really seeking the wisdom of people who have more knowledge than us, who could help us, to really grow in the right ways? And are we listening to our own consciences? It's amazing to me how often women tell me that their lives are transformed when they just listen more closely to their consciences. So this is a simple formula that I would not have guessed at when I listened to all these women talking about how they're just not enough and they just, you know, it's sad because they're looking for others to stroke their ego or to or to um, affirm them when they have to affirm themselves and they have to draw their worth from God because they're plugged in, they're connected to him and they're drawing strength and power and worth from him. 
because they're genuinely and honestly trying to obey him. And no one else can do that for you. No one else can grant you confidence. No one else can make you feel like you're enough. No one can say the right perfect words to you that are going to make it all better and make you wake up tomorrow morning without this burden and this weight that you'll never measure up. You have to reset the standard for yourself. You have to build confidence. And the only way to do that is to know the truth and to trust it by showing integrity with it, by learning more about it, and by treating yourself and others properly so the relationships can flourish in the attempt to, to embrace and live the truth. We had um, a, a really great uh, post in our Facebook group recently by a woman named Angela, and she was talking about this. She's been attending our um, Lighting Our Lamps Morning Inspiration for Moms, which is still happening in the Facebook group on Mondays and Thursdays. If you want to join us, we're going through the Mission Driven Life book together. So it's lots of fun. And she had been working on being the sunshine maker in her home. And she had had a really rough day. And she knelt down and was praying about it and asking for comfort. And she said that uh, the thought came to her mind, you are laying the foundation of a great work. And this was a tremendous comfort to her and should be to all of us because it's absolutely true. You are laying the foundation of a great work. And she kept thinking, she says, I, I woke up feeling grateful for a new day. I kept thinking about my influence on my family culture. I'm the sunshine maker, I kept thinking. So she turned on a Stephen Covey video about the first principle uh, his first habit of being proactive, taking responsibility for ourselves and being more principle centered. And then she said, I started today with me. I started by cleaning my room and listening to this video. All of my children started coming in and watching me. Next, I saw them cleaning their rooms too, making their beds. Then they all decided to write books. They each took a topic of choice and started working on spelling and writing and drawing. I was in awe. When I led by example, I, when I lead by example, I can see the difference. And when I'm inspired with good things, I know they are. That is a woman who is making small commitments to herself, who's starting with herself and leading herself first. She didn't even actually have to lead her children. She just had to lead herself. She had to begin by meeting her needs, trusting the truth that when we meet our needs, that our confidence grows and bit by bit, just in that morning, just in that moment, her children followed suit and were, followed her example. So this is the confidence formula. I hope that it helps you. If you have more insights, more references and resources, please pop them in the comments on Facebook or on the comments on the podcast page. We would love to hear from you. I would love to hear your feedback. This is a, this is a, a concept that is vitally needed. And if this has been helpful information for you, please share it with a friend who you feel is struggling and anybody who might benefit by understanding better what confidence is and how it's connected to truth and trust so that they can begin their own journey of building the confidence they really deserve to have. Thanks for joining me. I hope you have a marvelous day. If you don't have your free copy of our audiobook, The Mission Driven Life, please head to themissiondrivenmom.com and grab that. It will go away soon. And uh, please continue to keep sharing this out and letting friends and family know and reviewing it for us so we can keep growing. Thanks so much for joining me and I will see you next time.